0: Welcome to Strange Bedfellows Podcast, where no question is too dark, no topic too taboo. Join us to explore sexuality, self help, and politics with our expert guests and friends. We believe that sexual rights are human rights and that we can all create a brighter world through education and conversation. I am a parent. I am a certified holistic sex educator. I am a longtime sex worker and adult industry entertainer. My name is Elle Stanger, and I'm a host of Strange Bedfellows podcast.
1: My name's John. You might know me as the audio engineer and editor of last season's podcast. I'm now returning as a co host for season two. I'm a 22 year old gay man and activist we will share my perspective in the coming season. Join us while we explore and uncover the things that make us squirm, make us shiver, make us tingle in delight. Because sex and politics can make for some very strange bedfellows.
0: So I saw a meme on Instagram the other day that got me all in a tizzy. (laughs) (laughs) fancy that that never happens do you ever see a meme and it just really just makes you think or pisses you off yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) which like saying that aloud makes me realize maybe I should reassess some things of importance in my life but um (laughs) so I follow a ton of gay girl accounts lesbian accounts um besides like all the other like trans fat like race issues like all the accounts but so there's there's some things I've noticed with lesbian accounts and I'm not a lesbian and we know this and I have het privilege and I've been married to men. And, um, so admittedly, like I don't exist very deep in the deepest lesbian inner circles, you know? Um, but I like to hear from my friends and I do spend time with lots of people who do. Uh, and so the meme, basically said something about how scissoring is performative and women only do it uh, when it's in girl-girl porn that's made by men for men viewers yeah I I fucking love scissoring I love scissoring tribbing, whatever you call it humping I love it You can do it with someone who has a dick, whether or not the dick's inside of you, like, depending on, like, moving things around. You can do it to pussies. You could you can rub your pubic bones if you like. There's so many ways. Um, Yeah. So that one kind of hurt me a little because I think it 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 cut into my like, I'm not good enough to be considered like a gay girl because I'm not a hundred percent. And there's also the other one I see floating around the internet where it says that you're not a lesbian if you have long nails. So for a lot of (laughs) femmes, that is very invalidating to them and reinforces that feminine visibility. That's what I think. So I wanted to ask, um, and there's some responses here if you want to take a look right there in the document. Uh, There's a link to a ton of responses from folks and I thought maybe you and I could go through some of them and see how, yeah, okay, cool. So I asked, are you a woman who fucks other women? Uh, And then from that audience I said, do or don't you like scissoring slash tribbing, slash dry humping, why? Yeah. So obviously without naming any names, uh, built up from the non-direct clit stimulation and prolonged pleasure is a definite plus.
1: So that person likes it. Yeah, I'm looking at the one right next to it right now because of the size discrepancy, because my partner and I, it is not an enjoyable position. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. There was there was a lot. Ooh, let's just keep reading this. You'll see. Next one. It gets me going. It's great foreplay with kissing. Uh, another. Next one says feels awkward and not especially pleasurable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thighs get in the way is another It's too
0: difficult to come. Mm -hmm. I prefer other ways of connecting with my
1: partner. It is one way to reach orgasm for me. Oh, that's (laughs) impressive.
0: Yeah, right. Me too. It's uncomfortable with my body type and honestly, it doesn't feel as good for me.
1: Sexy idea, but hard for me to orgasm that way. So we're getting Uh, a little bit of a mixed bag there. It sounds like a lot of people don't like it and some people love it
0: yes and that's totally the point because uh i think it's really dangerous when we start labeling certain sex acts as performative or for other people it's definitely nice to point them out when they are but like blanket approach like nobody likes this unless they're doing it for this reason is kind of damaging yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh there there's a common response here here's one it doesn't work well with fat bodies um. Hmm. Mm-hmm. this was a really common one there was another one that said I'm chonky <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and it really makes sense because I have skinny little legs so it's easier positioning but I thought about it and I was like oh okay so here we have size like body size and shape that is a factor in things that people like that's a huge deal like talk about nothing to do with orientation or gender but like body size ability um what else we got this one lady broke it down she says though i'm way into non-penetrative sex i've never reached the point of finding trimming super fulfilling but now that i'm thinking about it that could very well be in a quote this is ultimately for the male gaze not you kind of way instead of focusing more on my partners and my own enjoyment and connection which is a total bummer to be honest So that lady, I think kind of hit the nail on the head. Like how often do we ever, I know that when I deep throat, like I was sucking B's dick last night and it was fun and it was spontaneous and like we were sweaty and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get you like in there. And as as soon as like the dick hit the back of my throat and I gagged and I've been deep throating since I was 13 years old. Okay. I started sucking dicks when I was 13 and (laughs) I I always hear that voice in the back of my head like, oh, just like the pornos, like without fail. But I kind of yeah. like it now. I kind of like it because it's not just for the pornos. Like too. Right? Yeah.
1: It's really um. fun, like, having that sort of sensory apparatus that you, like, usually you'll use your hands or, like, another part of your body or if there's penetration, then it's the inside of you. But, like, using your mouth is really fun because you get flexibility with, like, your tongue. You get to feel, like, whenever they flex inside your mouth, like, all sorts of stuff. And, um... <laughs> and for blowjobs anyway um you can flex
0: uh, you can flex when you're scissoring too anybody do pussy clenches do you ever do kegels john do you flex your dick
1: um occasionally yeah but uh mostly like i just everything tightens up really fast down there like if i don't have sex for one day it'll tighten up so being tight isn't really a goal for me since i already become tight automatically yeah that's true god i got so i got fucked today and mm-hmm. i hadn't had sex in two or three days because i'd just been feeling kind of out of it and then like oh my god it was he like slammed it in me and i was just like jesus fuck like <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah, if i was doing kegels that would hurt even more did you <laughs> let him know
0: or like what,
1: what oh yeah no i did okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was more know. of like a we were used to like everything being really easy and then like kind of forgotten like that we hadn't had sex in three days and then (laughs) Uh tried to take it as if we were having sex like every day or twice a day oh my god yeah it was still really fun though and after like 20 seconds of it i always get over the pain so like the pain goes away which is nice (sighs) okay as long as you're like relaxing and the pain oh yeah no totally relaxing awesome and Uh... lots of boob I want to read a few more responses and then move on. So someone responded to the question and said, mm-hmm. I like the intimacy. Hate how awkward it can be getting into the position. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. I feel fair. like a lot of things can be like awkward to position into, but are really fun once you do them. Here's a sex uh, worker
0: tip, uh, performative tip that actually works really well and will help you get into a regular calm flow. If something is awkward or someone's adjusting their positioning, just slowly touch yourself and breathe and be like, you know, like you're just, it's just an intermission. Just think of it like an intermission. <laughs> Mm-hmm. B and I were no. filming last night when we were fucking and the fact I was like hey I wish I could film this but my phone's full of bat- of uh, <laughs> my phone has no battery <laughs> or memory or whatever you know sexy um, and he says my phone has space I was like yeah do it so he sets his phone up um, and then there was later when it was time to pull pants down and if you are a person with a dick uh, usually you're going to want to get your pants all the way down off your ankles or else you know what? I don't even think it has anything to do with a dick. I think my boyfriends are just awkward. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it takes a couple seconds to like take your pants off. But yeah, just like rub your your breasts or stroke your throat or something. If you feel awkward, just self-touch and moan. <laughs> um, God, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm serious. Use it. Uh, let's see. Response. See, the thing is, I like how this person types. I'm fat, dot, dot, dot. And I like girls, but there's no way my fat ass can do it. LMAO. Um, I personally like tribbing. I find it's really intimate being face to face with my partner another one says I like firm pressure on my clit I also love grinding on thighs or my thighs being grinded on so all over the place which is very very important to remember that in something like this where everybody is so split probably just stop generalizing about it because you're wrong in many a way I think Somebody pointed yeah. out when I make generalizations, I want to be held accountable for this. Oh no! There's I love when people I actually know respond, and I'm like, ooh, and then oh my god, this is so sweet. So, um, <laughs> a friend of mine, we've been flirting uh, for a while, and she actually responded. She's like, I like the ideas foreplay, and I thought to myself, noted. <laughs> Hot. I know. I'm like I love when people that I'm interested in respond, and then this way we can very subtly clue each other. I mean, not even clue, but directly tell each other. <laughs> yeah. the internet could be amazing. No, oh,
1: interesting. Here's one on the other side of the spectrum that we've been hearing, and this is uh, this one says. I'm a particularly bony slash thin person, and the pressure from scissoring like that really, really hurts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pubic bones can be so bony. The skinnier I got when I was very underweight last summer, I noticed that. I noticed it on my pubic bone, and I noticed yeah. it on my sacrum, on my tailbone. Like, sitting was very uncomfortable for me just because I was like 10 really? pounds lighter. Yeah. Fat is a yeah. cushion. Fat is a fucking yeah. cushion. Hell Yeah. Oh God, I I like to push on people's pubic bones when I give them dances and I've definitely, you have to vary your pressure for a lot of people and I've accidentally hurt uh, one particular woman who's about my size because I was pushing as hard as I would on someone much bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, some more happy news. I got my follow-up from my OBGYN regarding... Oh nice. Yeah. So I had a colposcopy about 14 months ago, last uh, 2018. The colposcopy was to remove some CIN1 cells, abnormal cells that are usually related to human papilloma virus, which I have. There's many different strains. They think over a hundred, uh, and they're learning new information all the time. So, if by the time you hear this, there's there's some things I left out. Well, yes, probably. Um, they have vaccines now. They recommend kids start getting these at the age of 12, specifically kids with vaginas. But I heard a doctor say that they're now recommending it for all children because people no. with penises can obviously transmit. Even if Yeah, I think not. they can
1: be carriers,
0: right? Like, yes, yes. That's uh-oh. why if, if a guy says, I don't have HPV... If a cis guy says I don't have HPV, you say, You're a fucking liar because there's no test for it. So you don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um
0: <clears throat> so I got my follow up. I have no abnormal cells detected. Woo!
1: Oh um, yay. Yay. That's awesome. I know Thank you'd been you. like thinking about that a lot. So I'm really glad it turned out well.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And there's some things you can do in your environment to minimize cancer spreading. Um, Unfortunately, people aren't going to want to hear this, but smoking cigarettes really helps grow cancer. Um, Anything that's hard on your immune system. So for me quitting drinking, I haven't had a head cold in a year, John. Yeah. Like I shit you not. I, yeah, I am, I'm shocked and appalled, but so anything that can help bring up your immune system is going to help fight cancer. Um, So I'm very happy about this, obviously. Uh, I did not have a LEAP procedure. We'll talk about that later. But a LEAP procedure is when they actually cut off the entire, I believe, outer layer of the cervix, a thin layer to remove any cells they're worried about that could grow to cancer. My colposcopy took out quarters where they tested it. Um, And then the follow-up pap smear that I had last year. uh, When did I have it? No, I had a follow-up pap smear three months ago this is the result that I am getting now. So my pap smear after my colposcopy has shown that I don't have any cancerous cells. And I probably don't even have that strain of HPV anymore because as we now know, cervical cells shed, you can shed out your STI. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, Let's talk more about leaps later. So you said in a previous episode that you and your
1: boyfriend had been starting to do some kinky stuff. Yeah, we yeah. started diving into that a little bit, which was nice. Um, and- are you guys switches? <laughs> Who's the what? Do you have roles? Do you have roles, or are you switches? Um, usually, it stays the same uh, with me being more submissive, mm-hmm. but um, sometimes when he wants me to take control a bit, we will trade. But it's mm. kind of with an understanding that I'm temporarily being allowed to like hold that power, which hot. is kind of hot in its own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Um mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's definitely like spice things up that were already spicy. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I want to I want to keep exploring that. I know um, he's been wanting to try like a couple a couple of things and maybe uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, you said be careful with belts. So I was thinking back to that and I was like, I might get like some ropes or something, just something like fun to play with, to have mm-hmm. like if we ever want it um mm-hmm. just because tying up or being tied up uh is really fun mm-hmm. so especially like-, like with someone you trust like I, d- I could never do it with someone i didn't like know for a while and trust a lot but yeah. isn't that amazing oh,
0: that God. you say that now because think about how far you've grown in just a few years from having random tie-up grinder sex with that stranger. <laughs> i mean that happened yeah. differently but that, that one wasn't totally on you. purpose you. that was like yeah
1: not expected no,
0: <laughs> this is happening yeah um, but yeah. like think, seriously, but that's like me hearing you say that now. That's amazing. Yeah, you're like you. I want to have this with someone I trust. And that's the idea, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I was thinking about like, and this is sort of separate from. I mean, it is quite separate from the the whole kinky stuff. But um, I actually had an experience last night that I wanted to like talk about with you. Yeah. Um And it was basically I came home from the bar uh, with my boyfriend. And we decided to have sex after like hanging out a bit here. And I freaked out because we only do raw dog and I generally have a really good idea of what's going on on my insides, my digestive tract. Like I am generally able to predict it like 90, 95% of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and <laughs> I did not predict right last night. <laughs> Surprise! And, um, yeah, basically. So it wasn't a lot, but it was enough that I was just like, mm, I don't want to like have sex. And he was like, I'm down to, but I just want to use a condom. And I was like, yeah, well, obviously if we do. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, we figured it out by just um, using a condom uh, when we did eventually have sex. Mm-hmm. And for me, though, I was like, I went into a total shame spiral like for a hot minute there mm. last night, Um, I really like hardcore was like, I don't want you to look at me. So I just kind of put my like head inside my hands and like went under the blanket for like a couple minutes and was just Whoa. like, what? I know, I don't know where the fuck it came from. It's like some sort of knee jerk reaction because I don't think this has ever happened to me before. That's um, interesting. Yeah, like ever. I wonder <laughs> so what that I on. really freaked out. Yeah, and, but then I was—he was, was super reassuring, and he was like, "This isn't the first time it's happened to me. It's not the first time it's happened to someone else who was like, you know, sleeping with me. Like, this is totally normal." And I'm like, "I've never been in like long-term relationships where that eventually happens. I usually time out when I want to sleep with people, and then I go to a bar or I hit up grinder." Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm in a in a relationship, I'm like, "Fuck! Like, <laughs> it was bound so, to happen. I'd been afraid." We're talking of it.
0: about fecal matter issues, right?
1: Yeah, so basically okay. having a little bit of like um, poop, poop there, we can and say basically it. just like <laughs> I know, it's just like like I said, there's, it just came out of the blue, and I panicked and was like, "Merp, I'm like no longer attractive and whatever, and I'm gonna die old and alone because you Did know there was the like a or- tiny bit of poop when like I was getting fucked in the at, and he was literally like <laughs> such a sweetheart. He was like, "No, like." what, did you think I was going to be surprised that you were a human being? And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> like <laughs> John, did it come out
0: of the blue or did it come out of the pink? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> God. So there was a somatic healer I interviewed on <laughs> in a previous uh, project I had done named Renee Sills. She's Portland based. And I think about something she said a lot. And she said, Part of accepting sex in ourselves is accepting the fact that fucking and shitting are parts of life. I butchered that quote. Yeah. Basically the quote is fucking and shitting are parts of life. We do those. Some of us do both. All of us do at least one.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and the then, thing ooh, is, like, I have zero judgment about that, like for him. That's so and for like strange. You know, for most everyone. And then when it comes to myself, I'm just like
0: Were you drinking though?
1: Um, a bit, but like not enough to that really, kind of like
0: that could have messed, messed with your, messed your mental system. state that could have yeah you But over. i might have
1: messed with my mental state a bit yeah yeah um, you know when everything's just great like,
0: and then something happens and everything's yeah. awful yeah yeah that's, that's again why true. i stopped drinking because this is why i don't want to get in fights or cry
1: as much <laughs> yeah um, yeah that's totally totally true
0: That could be Um, when I had spontaneous anal last week and I texted you about it the next morning because I thought of you (laughs) because I don't really have anal sex (laughs) that often. You know, I (laughs) refer to my pussy because it doesn't require much prep very often. But I was on my period. And when I had spontaneous anal, uh, I remember I said to be because I just I don't know. I just wanted him to fuck me. And like now and I didn't care where and I didn't care. (laughs) You know, I just. Yeah. I was like, "Get the lube, start rubbing your dick on my ass, please." And he's like, "All right," because this never happens. And then he starts fingering <laughs> my asshole, and it feels really good. And like a little stinging, burning again—that that like ouch feeling for a second until you relax if it yeah. feels good. And I had the thought I where I was like, "All too well," exactly. And I, this is why I was thinking of you. I was like, "Oh, I didn't do prep, and B doesn't care, and because he knows that he's taking a risk." uh and i i whispered to him i was like there might be shit on your hand right now and he was like i don't care and that was very hot to me so maybe
1: that's maybe i have a poop kink uh wow this is coming full circle um or like that's (laughs) almost like total acceptance though which i think can be a turn on by itself so it doesn't even have to involve like any any of that yeah it can just be the fact that he is still turned on and i'm like oof nice
0: total animal like i just i want you now and i don't care uh, and so we went from finger to ass. It was a great experience. Um, I waddled to the bathroom like you suggested. This is also when I was thinking of you, I was like, just tighten up and hold all the semen and any fecal matter. And ho- <laughs> hold all the truffle butter in your butt. There you go, Nicki Minaj. Thinking of you all as shit. Um, and then yeah, clean up and stuff. But so that, that was yep. my ordeal. And And uh, we had strikingly like similar, but different experiences in terms of mindset. But uh, I feel so close to you right now. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a break. Hey everyone, it's Elle. I've said before that SpectrumBoutique.com has high quality, affordable, and ethically made sex toys for everyone. But did you know that Spectrum Boutique is also your place for gender-affirming tools such as dilators, compression clothing, packers, and harnesses? It's true! SpectrumBoutique.com wants you to enjoy your body and offers items to delight everyone. From experienced kinksters to curious beginners. Spectrum Boutique Online has books, tinctures, buttons, Stuff, Kegel tools, self-help, sex writing, sex toys, of course, lubricants. There is so much to discover on SpectrumBoutique.com, and follow them on Instagram at shopSpectrumBoutique to keep updated on exciting new items. Enjoy a flat rate shipping on toys and accessories in discreet packaging, and use the code SBPDX to get 10% off your first order. That's SpectrumBoutique.com. Hey friends, are you sick of razor burn? Have your nethers cleaned up by the pros at Netherlands Wax in Vancouver, Washington, where experienced owner aestheticians have performed literally thousands of Brazilian waxes. Netherlands Wax is gender neutral, sex positive, trans and queer welcoming, kink positive, and body positive. We are just over the 205 Bridge in Vancouver, Washington. Worth the drive! Find us on Facebook, Yelp, or netherlandswax.com.
1: Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows. Please rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and find us on other apps like Google Play and Stitcher. Yeah. Ooh, we're on Spotify now, I believe. Yeah, Spotify too. Let's do an unsolicited letter.
0: All right. I'm writing to you. I received this one. I'm writing to you because I'm afraid someone very near and dear to my heart is in an abusive relationship. I believe her partner is using BDSM and degradation as an outlet to express his inner aggression. I don't think there's anything wrong with rough play, but with his past and the way he treats her overall, it honestly just looks like abuse. He has zero respect for women. She told me she was crying out of anger because she was being spanked so hard during intercourse but couldn't fight him off. Oh, this one needs a trigger warning. Trigger warning! (laughs) When asked if she liked it, she repeatedly said no. And he proceeded hitting her. I'm assuming Uh, no boundaries or safe words were established prior to that session of intercourse. He has also degraded her in disgusting ways. I know some people have fetishes or whatever, but the degradation seems genuine and not playful at all. Yeah. So except for that, like specifics are helpful. The, do you like it? No, keep hitting no boundaries or safe words. That's very specific. I would say, yes, that sounds abusive. The phrase yeah, that doesn't he is sound
1: dis- like BDSM. That just sounds no. like some BDSM stereotypes are being applied to actual abuse. <laughs>
0: yeah, the he has also degraded her in disgusting ways. We could just cut that statement out because that's a, we don't know what that means. The rest of it yeah. sounds pretty abusive. That's
1: one good example. If um, they don't have a safe word, then automatically the safe word, in my opinion, is no. Yeah. or stop or any yeah. sort of negative affirmation <laughs> or right. any sort of negative, like, physical or, like, you know, verbal mm-hmm. display. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't have a safe word, then you have to treat people as if it any sort of negative, like, you know, affirmation mm-hmm. is the safe word, in my opinion.
0: Um, yeah, that seems to make the most sense, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So... I get a lot of messages like this and it actually really, really fucking bothers me. And sometimes I have to remember that it's just the world is a hurting place and I can't think about it all the time. So I put it away. Um, but I did respond to this person and I sent them a couple websites to <laughs> to read and compare. Uh, I'm I'm working on a big piece actually for uh We'll beep it off if it doesn't come up in time, but Inked Magazine about uh, differentiating between BDSM, consensual BDSM and abuse. Um, I hope it goes to print because so much of the audience is men who think BDSM means hitting women, which it can be, but obviously that's not all it is. And if you're a guy who assumes that your role is to be a dom and never a sub that's also deeply that's deeply problematic that's a scary red flag um yeah yeah
1: so i don't know if
0: this letter was helpful to anyone
1: it's definitely something to think about if you hear yourself or your friends talking about bdsm without discussion of boundaries safe words like mm-hmm. prior established consent for certain acts like um mm-hmm. it's you you really want to get like a really well-rounded idea of what you're doing before you in um maybe even calling it bdsm Mm -hmm. rather than like explorative sex or or in this case abuse but in other cases where it isn't abuse then you still have to do your research um if you want to have an optimal experience i think yeah Um. people do things for clout though (laughs) i'm
0: dumb uh well let's move on to some listener questions and feedback corrective statements ooh this is a good one uh this is something i had been turning over in my head trying to better understand uh john can you go ahead and read that one
1: i'm a recent listener and really appreciate all the conversations you're having on the podcast i'm also a trans mask nb kinky person what does nb mean non-binary mm-hmm In the episode with Stella Harris, she framed the idea of, quote, topping from the bottom, unquote, as not a legitimate action and inherently bottom shaming. This is framed incorrectly. In the world of BDSM, there's a dichotomy between topping and bottoming, giver and receiver of an action, and top and bottom, the person with power and the person without. Therefore, the statement would be doming from the bottom and is, in fact, something that is very legitimate and occurs all the time.
0: Uh, I love you, listener. Thank you for writing in because you're totally right. And that's something I think Stella might have misspoke. I would actually like to bring it up with her and circle back. uh, Because I think she knows this. A lot of people, like, I follow this one other gay chick and she's always making memes about being a bottom or being a top. And so I think she would disagree that the labels top and bottom imply person with power and person without. I think there's some language friction here. Um, I think the listener is right. And I think that Stella Harris ultimately probably understands that doming from the bottom is something that happens and is legitimate. I do it all the time. Like I used to think I was a sub and sometimes I am. But when I'm ultimately leading what B is doing to me based on what I want. Even if I'm doing it in a bratty baby like way, I'm still doming from the bottom. So language is tricky, Uh, but I do appreciate that person who wrote in. Let's see. Oh, I found this. I found this message uh, from my Instagram. I don't know how old this person is, but regardless, I'll read it. I need advice. I've been sleeping with my boyfriend for 11 months and we've been together for about nine and I haven't orgasmed once. He's the second person I've been with and I'm starting to think I might be the problem that it's hard for me or that I can't orgasm at all. Please help me. I'm so frustrated and I don't know what to do. To which I responded homegirl. I had sex for, I had partnered sex for eight years before I had an orgasm with a male partner. Like, it's not you I asked her yeah. and I'm curious do you masturbate do you fantasize it's like what Dr. Raz said in previous episode um, a lot yeah. of people who think they have low libido don't fantasize so even if they try to masturbate they don't fantasize uh, I rely heavily on my fantasies lately I feel like I could live entire relationships in some of my fantasies and it suits me quite nicely <laughs> you know there's things you can fantasize and get off on that you don't have the time or ability or money or
1: know-how or transportation to achieve so um yeah it takes a lot of experience and know-how to even have comfortable sex not to mention like having sex where you reach orgasm so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: uh-huh. and uh again dick's Here's a generalization, but somebody please tell me if you think I'm wrong. Dicks are even anatomically, the way they're made, easier to bring to orgasm. That is also like an evolutionary, probably biological. There's reasons for that, you know, because the person receiving the sperm, it certainly helps when they're aroused. We know that the lubrication and like clearing of the mucus and opening of the cervix, that helps create life. Um, but we also know that people do get pregnant even when the person receiving the semen isn't receptive to it. We know people get pregnant through rape. So an ejaculation is much more necessary than orgasm. Also, ejaculation is separate from orgasm. But yeah, in general, they're tied together. uh, And people with penises who ejaculate tend to have more orgasms more easily, more quickly than a lot of people with vaginas. And I think a big part of that problem is because people with vaginas aren't given
1: a lot of help on how to reach their own pleasure.
0: But we do. The whole show basically says that.
1: We've said that. (laughs) Yeah. We've talked about all sorts of uh, different aspects, including the, you mentioned earlier, like the arousal non-concordance. Let's see. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts for this person
0: who thinks that they're broken and there's something wrong with them because they don't have an orgasm when they're fucking the second boyfriend person they've ever had? Or the second partner they've ever had? Like, really, (laughs) what are the odds? No. No. I mean, like, honey, baby, you have so much time. Don't get frustrated. If he's getting frustrated, that sucks. And that feels like pressure. That's, I think, where a big part of the problem is, is at that point in this culture, when you are a chick not having orgasms and you're in relationship, or even if you're dating, whatever there's a certain like expectation that you will at some point or just in general have orgasms. So you're either motivated to fake it or to have a partner who might be insecure and frustrated because they don't understand why you're not getting off. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's cultural. We know this cultural reasons why we can't have orgasms. (laughs) A Ted talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want to read the last one? This is a feedback. Uh, This is from Dr. Roz, our previous guest.
1: She she wrote to She said,
0: yeah, she said, I realized that I misspoke. I'd like to issue a statement.
1: So, John, could you read that statement? Sure. Dr. DeShavo misspoke when we did our podcast. She asked me to correct something that she said when discussing Viagra, which was that the penis is smooth muscle. The penis is not made of muscle, but smooth muscle in the pelvic region plays a key role in erections, and therefore drugs that impact smooth muscle, such as the smooth muscle of the heart, can also impact penile and erectile function. Interesting to note is that the uterus also has a lot of smooth muscle, which means that heart medication can also impact the uterus. Yeah, what she said. Uh, When she said that...
0: uh, so you got the penis smooth muscle. Okay. I thought, is it? And then I was like, no, she's right. So this is why we should question everything because I'm like, she's the expert. She knows, but we make mistakes. I make mistakes. I am definitely not an expert. That's for damn sure. And Dr. Raza said before too, she says you could teach and study something for decades. And I have, but you're always learning. Yeah. So I appreciate that clarifying statement. Um, do you ever get any sex questions? You used to get a lot of personal questions on your social media. Yeah.
1: Do you ever get any sex questions? But No, not not anything recently. Mm-hmm.
0: No. I think the most common questions I get is relating to why can't I have an orgasm? Um, yeah. How do I get my boyfriend to understand he's being offensive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really common one. Like, I love my boyfriend, but he does X, Y, Z. How do I get him to change? And I'm like, oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honey. Oof. Bless us for thinking that we can fix our partners when, like, in reality, (laughs) once in a while you can help assist. Um. (sighs) All right, let's take a break. Are you in the San Francisco area searching for a dominatrix? Do you need someone who can lead you in kinky, legal, safe play, such as sensory deprivation, scissification, human furniture training, or boot worship? Mistress Krisha Spanks is your SF Dom. Discover her on KrishasPanx.com, that's K-R-I-S-H-A-S-P-A-N-X, and worthy applicants can request a session online or via KM. KrishasPanx is a hedonist, secret keeper, humiliatrix, and visit her on Twitter at KrishasPanx or KrishasPanx.com. Are you looking to advertise your product or service to a growing worldwide audience? StrangeBedfellowsPDX.com wants to hear from you. Contact us, StrangeBedfellowsPDX at gmail.com, to learn about affordable website and social media advertising. Whether your business is big, small, or weird, we offer sliding scale and affordable advertising. Email StrangeBedfellowsPDX at gmail.com to partner with us today welcome back to strange bedfellows podcast find us on the interwebs rate and review us as you can follow us on social media i applied for instagram uh verification verify my account uh yesterday two days ago Yeah. Uh, i did it on a whim at 3 a.m i've been wanting to do it for about two years because it would help me grow myself as a business you know i've been a published writer for 10 years and written about and I've had fake accounts made and let's do this but I'm also afraid of any moderator who would look at the application and be like why is this bitch even on here let's just deactivate it so that's why I've avoided it uh and then it's kind of I don't know maybe I was caffeinated it was 3 a.m. I had a great night at work I was like you know what let's do this so (laughs) applied for verification I haven't gotten deactivated yet but I also haven't been approved uh they said they'd get back to me in 24 hours but we know that they don't get paid very well and they're probably inundated. Um, so I'm looking at this old article from October of 2017. It was on gizmodo.com, how Facebook outs sex workers by Kashmir Hill. So this article specifically speaks to the instances when you are a sex worker who you know, has a social media account like many people do, and then you create a separate account in order to advertise your services, but doing it as anonymously as you can. So maybe photos without your face or me- maybe your family's on the other side of the world and you think that if you have none of the same contacts and you build the account separately and two different emails that maybe no one will know. Well, yeah. because of the way Facebook tries to connect people, it will quite often suggest one or other of your profiles to people you don't want so this happens
1: a lot I see this happening a lot oh my god it happens all the time I used to delete account after account because people would start finding me like people from high school and eventually I had to use a fake you've seen my last name on Facebook it's not my Mm -hmm. real last name that's because every time I put my name it just immediately started suggesting those people to me again even though I made a totally different account different email different phone number everything Like, Hmm. fucking wild. So Hmm. I deleted all of those. I have the one account now. And I was looking at friends you might know, or -hmm. people you might know. And Mm -hmm. I got suggestions that were pretty whack. Like, I got suggested my uh, boyfriend's ex um, because they had once been friends on Facebook. (laughs) Oh, uh, I, I got suggested tons of people who were in my contacts list even though i don't think i've given facebook permission to read my contacts list no but. i never do <laughs> i don't know what's yeah. gonna happen
0: hell no fuck that shit oh yeah. i couldn't curse enough about this uh, <laughs> and, I, and i'm not a closeted sex worker but i don't want my phone numbers yeah. being linked yeah to anybody else uh, unless i have control yeah. over that um so there's a person that they're uh discussing their experience with this. Uh, Layla, Layla in this article says, the worst nightmare of sex workers is to have your real name out there and Facebook connecting people like this is the harbinger of that nightmare. Uh, Why the fuck are they showing up with all the precautions we take and the different phone numbers we use? How is this
1: happening? If I had to guess, I would say that Facebook, first of all, like before anything else, just takes a look at your IP address and unless you're always masking it, it's Mm -hmm. very difficult to because they they say in the article over a hundred different types of pieces of information go into the people you might know recommendation Yeah, and that means that they're not just looking at like Facebook data they're probably looking at like you know your origin like data from like where you're you're shopping. coming from or where you live. And if if you've made an account there before on that address, then maybe they're going to recognize that address and maybe say the first part of your name. And if you even if you use a different name or change it up a bit, their algorithms are smart enough to figure out that, you know, it's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's terrifying because it means it's like the death of anonymity on Facebook.
0: And it says uh, in this article, Kashmir Hill writes, it's not a question that Facebook is willing to answer. How the fuck is this happening? The company is not forthcoming about how, quote, people you may know known internally as P Y M K makes its recommendations. So yeah, a hundred sources. There are more than a hundred signals that go into P Y M K. Uh, Layla specs. This was written almost two years ago. We might have more information now. Um, we take privacy seriously. And of course we want to make sure people have a safe and positive experience on Facebook. The Facebook spokesperson wrote, Uh, But we know that Facebook lies. (laughs) Um, So if you are again, if you are a wanting to be new sex worker and you want tips on how to do it safely, um, just consider that anyone, you know, or will ever know could find out about your sex work because the Internet makes it pretty easy. Pretty easy. Um, What else in news? Oh yeah and also as of this recording in July of 2019 Instagram is censoring yes a stripper hashtag again.
1: <laughs> really? Oh.
0: Yeah so I started that hashtag yes a stripper like five or so years ago in response to not a stripper and never ever did I think it would become an obscenity issue which is kind of hilarious and frustrating. All I wanted to do was to lift up poll videos and attribute them to the origin of, you know, the art because I saw so many pole dance studio videos that were like, we're not strippers. We're athletes. Hashtag not a stripper. And I was like, hell no. My body hurts way too much to be like reading this shit the morning after a hard shift while I'm breastfeeding motherfuckers. Um, So we started a hashtag. (laughs) Yes, a stripper has 80,000 tags. A lot of them now it's grown to be selfies or you know, inspirational memes, piles of money, um, poll stuff. And it's like strippers liked this hashtag. We wanted it. Obviously it's been good for us. Um, but then what happens is there's nudity or obscenity issues. So it's easier just to wipe the entire hashtag. You know more about this than I do.
1: Um, Um, yeah. So if a certain hashtag has been deemed as being, probably going to be used for porn because there's some sort of a trend happening with that this Mm -hmm. was what happened in the the great fucking of three years ago on instagram when they took down all the instagram porn hashtags that i used to surf instagram used to have more porn than like porn hub like oh i know oh i know it was a fucking chock full place of porn uh, but they weren't able to moderate it because they didn't have any sort of system in place. So they were like, some of this might be like underage porn. So let's delete all the porn on Instagram. All of it. And I was like,
0: no. I'm actually OK in terms of like freedom of speech. I'm OK with not having porn on Instagram because, yeah, there are kids on Instagram. And in terms of them not having porn literacy, I think it's probably responsible to keep some things separate for different intended audiences, yeah. But, like, girls but, I mean, in these G-strings are, like, some dancing, really fuck hidden...
1: yourselves. Yeah. And even the porn hashtags were really hidden. Like, you couldn't just type in, like, porn or something. You had to type in, like, long strings of, like, letters and occasionally numbers. And then it would like just be, penis like, oh, 500,000 pictures. Yeah. <laughs> penis with, like, ones or, like like, lots of S's. Like, sex with, like, 10 X's used to be, like, a hashtag with almost a million, like, just nudes. Wow. Like, uh, Okay, can't believe well that, they're sitting on that pile of fucking gold quarters. i know that
0: that <laughs> that seems more obvious sex with a million exes but now yeah. what's funny is um pole dancing videos are being removed and banned as well and so it's like yeah. a widening of the net and i think it's funny because pole dance studios are like Eh-huh. It's the fucking strippers that fucked it up for us. And it's like, <laughs> no, the strippers are like, eh, actually, it was fucking FOSTA, you dicks. You all voted for it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm feeling feisty this morning. Um, so, anyway, it just, it's just, I just sit back. I just sit back and go, ah, the internet is a weird place. Yeah. Um, we talked earlier about. The Leap Procedure or a colposcopy, uh, vice.com, written by Jessica Furseth, uh, October of 2018. Women aren't being warned about the sexual side effects of the Leap Procedure. In some, this standard treatment for an abnormal pap smear has devastating results. So... Starts out explaining that the LEAP is the standard treatment to surgically remove the offending cervical cells in the hope of of preventing cancer. Opens with a 27-year-old who had some bleeding. Uh, And then she says, I experienced a total loss in sex drive. At first, I didn't think it was related. But as I physically healed, my sex drive didn't come back. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, I got a feeling. I got out of bed and Googled LEAP plus sex drive and found a well of stories about women reporting similar symptoms. I panicked. She left several messages with her doctor but never heard back. If I'd known the procedure would cause this, I never would have got it. So there's a consent issue. Um, yeah. It explains more about what a LEAP is. Uh, short for Loop Electrosurgical Excision Procedure, called LETS in the UK... L-L-E-T-Z involves an electrical current passing through to heat a fine wire loop to cut away the abnormal tissue. It takes a few minutes and is usually performed under local anesthesia. Um, I don't know if they give you any kind of anesthesia injection. I, I, I have not had one and I'm not a doctor. I haven't studied this. Someone please tell me. I could look it up, but also someone tell me because it might vary. I was told for my colposcopy. Yes, the lesser procedure to take a couple ibuprofen. I was hmm. very uncomfortable i was sweating i thought i was gonna vomit it was very uncomfortable for me i did not have a good colposcopy experience some people are fine uh so nearly three out of a thousand women ignore the gendered language but nearly three out of a thousand people with vaginas and cervixes will have abnormal pap tests in a year a u.s population study from 2004 found And one and a half of those three people out of a 1,000, according to the study, will have the two highest levels of dysplasia. So they're saying it's it's not the most common procedure, but it's a pretty common procedure. These numbers are also old. Um, The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the American Society for Colposcopy and Cervical Pathology... And the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists says they don't have the data as to how many LEAP procedures are actually carried out. So there are some, yeah, there are some risks to this because when you are a pregnant person, your cervix, that thing that dilates (laughs) uh, when you give birth, your cervix is helping, helping to hold in the embryo, the fetus, the baby. If you have cervical issues, it can make you more likely to have a miscarriage. Uh, so some of the risks listed here, premature labor, low birth weight, second trimester second trimester miscarriage, and in rare cases, a narrowing of the cervix, which could obstruct menstruation and cause pelvic pain and possibly infertility. Um, so this is something worth asking your doctor about before you have one. Uh, if it's between having a cancer that could kill you and having pain and a low libido, you know, and, and some birth complications, like those are your choices, I guess. Uh, get second opinions before you have a leap procedure. Yes, I know this costs money, but if it's worth it to you, I thought this was definitely worth sharing. I don't yeah. know why. This would happen but bodies are a little mysterious and when you traumatize an area of the body sometimes it reacts uh, think about vaginismus vaginismus is the mysterious tightening of the muscles often after sexual assault or birth um, people who, who experience vaginismus a lot of times are postpartum people who then try to have sex sooner than they should and their vagina doesn't like it and tightens up and won't relax um, so there's a lot about bodies we still don't understand. <laughs> I'm really glad yeah. I didn't have to have a leap. If you had a leap and you had any weird healing issues or if you had none at all, write to us. I'm very curious. Pillow talk at strangebedfellowspdx.com. Yeah,
1: I'm curious to see what people say because like mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone out there is listening and was like, Wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I wonder how many people were told about that. Maybe in your messages, if you can include like whether or not your doctor talked about the possible loss of sex drive beforehand with you or if they didn't. And um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I felt like I've always been encouraged to have procedures um, and the risks were not explained to me nearly as well. And I think it's in effort to not so the patient doesn't get scared and like not follow through. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, this is overwhelming. I just would rather just not go back. I think that's a yeah. thing because my doctor definitely pressured me. She's like, and with my uh, blessed breast implant rupture too. She's like, this isn't something you can ignore forever. Like, I need you to schedule with me again. <laughs> like, I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> Got him uh,
1: in there. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah, doctors definitely like... Well, from time to time I think it's a good thing and from time to time I think that I don't know where the line is like where where does it become like almost the patient's responsibility to ask questions but it's also the doctor's responsibility to to inform you because I feel like if they don't like they should at least tell me that there are risks so I know to ask what they are Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah
0: uh so one more fun medical thing fun this is more fun uh in a weird way uh A woman delivered the first baby in the U.S. born from the transplanted uterus of a dead donor. This was July of 2019. In a first... That's intense. (laughs) Yeah. In a first for the United States, a clinic has delivered a healthy baby from the transplanted uterus of a deceased donor. It's a promising development in reproductive options for people who are infertile due to uterine problems, according to the research team behind the delivery. The baby was born in June via cesarean section to a patient in her mid-30s, said the Cleveland Clinic, which performed the transplantation and birth. The patient was born without a uterus and entered the clinic's trial for women with uterine factor infertility. Women with this condition are either born without an intact uterus or have had enough uterine damage through infection, procedure, or hysterectomy. Wow. The unnamed patient elected to remove the transplanted uterus after the birth. Oh, God. That's fucking amazing. Are you an organ donor?
1: Oh, Are you an Uh, organ donor? I am, yeah.
0: Me too. Uh,
1: I'm a state organ donor and a cross-state organ donor. Because if you sign up for the one on the DMV, uh, that's within your state. But if you're outside of the state, um, then you can still have it if you you sign up with, uh, I think it's like... I forgot which website it was, but you can do it mm-hmm. even via your health app on your iPhone. So, mm, yeah, that's which is cool. really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So science can do some amazing things uh, with imperfections. <laughs> Consider human error. You know, this is why I don't I know you were so interested in AI and you love AI, but this is why I don't trust AI, because if it's human built, it will be flawed because humans are flawed. Yeah. That's what I think. Agreed. I love when you tell me you agree with me, <laughs> but it makes for a better show when you disagree with me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I
1: do agree. I think that there are like some things that can maybe in the long term help fix that. But in in the short term, I think that if tomorrow we were to somehow come up with the tech for artificial intelligence, that we, we would have a very flawed <laughs> piece of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: oh my god oh creepy creepy thought people can you imagine people creating ai robots for like sex slaves yeah like if it's a robot does it have feelings i don't know serious sci-fi shit like a right
1: oh a sex worker like ai doll begins like murdering all the people like who weren't nice to her during interactions like <laughs> see, and she's already a she's a she start.
0: because we know that the the demand is gonna oh be of course the men would be like
1: making yeah no we, we well, don't get the male sex worker artificial intelligence until the gay men become engineers prostabot um. <laughs> <laughs> i just want to oh. see two artificial intelligence robot guys like having like having a sword fight sex yeah i mean that okay too,
0: but oh sword like... fight
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: did i tell you this did i already mention this an episode that i asked B if we could sword fight with our dicks the next time i bust mine out
1: <laughs> your shrapnel, on him. that's amazing yes
0: oh i i oh that's the next thing i want to do i want him to i want us to fuck each other with both our dicks Ooh. It's hot that could get messy <laughs> 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 uh, all right uh let's do a bonus show uh until next time thanks everyone until next time thank you for listening to strange bedfellows podcast to find behind the scenes photos bonus clips and journals from your guests and hosts type www.patreon that's dot ncom forward slash strange bedfellows and join for only one dollar Find us online at strangebedfellowspdx.com and Instagram at strangebedfellowspdx. You can find me, L Stanger, on stripperwriter.com and Instagram as L Stanger.
1: Write your hate mail or sex and relationship questions to Pillow Talk at strangebedfellowspdx.com and find me, John, on Instagram. At metric.cafe. Please rate and review our show on your favorite listening app. Thanks for supporting sex education and freedom of expression.